Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, a really interesting scenario that's unfolding down at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. Now, I've been saying on this podcast for a little bit that I'm a little bit uneasy about the Melbourne Storm at the moment. The optics coming out of there, they're not as good as they usually are. Obviously, you've got the Cam Munster, you've got the Brandon Smith stuff going on. You've got Nelson Asafa-Solomona, who's not getting vaccinated. There's a little bit happening down there, and... We're not normally used to seeing this sort of chaos. We're used we're used to seeing a unified uh, team down there. Now, as you all know, I'm a huge fan of what the Melbourne Storm do, how they function as a system. I have no doubt they're going to be successful in 2022. And look, if it all goes to shit and Melbourne really struggle and you know they're in a bit of curry, I think at worst they finish fifth or sixth. Absolute worst. I think they're an absolute lock for top four. I think they will deal with all this stuff. But when you come up against those top teams, the Chooks, the Panthers, these sort of sides that you have to beat to win premierships, the Melbourne Storm are going to be an interesting prospect next year. Now, one of those things that I mentioned was, of course, Nelson Asafa-Solomona. Now, it seems as though the Melbourne Storm are not budging on this, the NRL are not budging on this, and Nelson, um, as much as I... Uh, you know, whether I agree with his stand or not, doesn't really matter, but he is standing by what he believes in. So it looks like he will not be playing for the Melbourne Storm in 2022. And we've now heard rumours uh, that he will join with Japanese rugby for season 2022. So a really interesting one going on here. Now, obviously he would be a big loss, but I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. I think it goes a lot deeper than what people realise. Now, Nelson, he's 25 years old, 200 centimetres. It says on the Melbourne Storm website he's 115 kilos. I, I highly doubt that. I think he's a little bit heavier than that, a little bit bigger than that, realistically. Damaging is all hell, and I think it's sort of... It's gone really quickly, but he's played 141 first-grade games. He's won two premierships and played in three grand finals. So this guy... He has got a heap of experience in this side, yeah. I think the other thing with Nelson that I, I don't think most people are aware, and to be honest with you, neither was I, until I saw he played 141 games, and I thought, good God, that has gone quickly. He's played a lot of games in a short amount of time. 
Let me just take you through his numbers. So I think he debuted in 2015, played a handful of games. 2016, played about 12 games in and out of the footy side. Uh, didn't play in the grand final in 2016 against the Sharks or anything. But 2017, he becomes a permanent part of Craig Bellamy 17, week in, week out. Now, in 2017, the Melbourne Storm played 27 games. Uh, Big Nelson, he played 26 of them. 2018, they played 27 games. He played 24 of them. 2019, they played 27 games. He played all 27 of them. 2020, they played 23 games. He played 20 of them. And then 2021, his worst season as far as playing games goes, they played 26 games. He only played 17. So over the last five seasons, uh, Nelson has missed a grand total of 16 games. Now, in 2021, he missed nine. So from 2017 to 2020, he missed seven games of football playing in the front row. Now, that is incredible. Now, for him to be able to do that is sensational. For, For you to be able to have... 120 kilo human like him in your team week in, week out, knowing he is going to be there week in, week out and produce what he produces is simply unbelievable. I did not realize how many games of football this guy has played and how integrally he is to this Melbourne Storm team. I talk about him a lot on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of him. I still don't think he's hit his absolute best football either, to be honest with you. But I want you to consider this. Now, as I said, He's missed, uh, what, what is it, from from 2017 to 2020, so from when he became an actual top-shelf player in this Melbourne Storm team in automatic in the 17, he's missed seven games of football. Now, in that same period, 2017 to 2020, Cam Smith missed nine games of football. So he actually, in that four-year span, he played more games of rugby league for the Melbourne Storm than Cam Smith, who seemingly was never out, was never injured, was never suspended. So a pretty impressive record there for Big Nelson. Over those uh, over the last five seasons, he's played 87% of the games for the Melbourne Storm. From 2017 to 2020, he played 93% of those games. Cameron Smith, he played 91%. So, dare I say, I haven't gone through the numbers for each and every player, but I highly doubt there's another player in the Melbourne Storm system that from 2017 to 2020 played more than 93% of those games over that four-year period. It is incredible, and it shows how important he is to the Melbourne Storm. Is he a halfback, a hooker, a fullback, 5'8"? No, he's not a spine player. He's not even a 13. He's just a middle forward. But he understands the structures that the Melbourne Storm have in place. If Nelson is gone, they're going to have to replace him with someone. Now, the other thing I want you to consider is that they let Dale Finucane go last year. At the end of last year, he's now at the Cronulla Sharks. Massive loss. I believe that they can cover him because they're going to move Brandon Smith to 13. Harry Grant will play nine. So for me, I'm not overly concerned about Dale leaving. He's a champion player. There is going to be a bit of an attitude shift without him. But just on-field filling jerseys, I'm not too concerned because you've got Brandon Smith who's going to jump into 13. I think as soon as as Brandon Smith jumps into 13, he'll be a premier lock in our competition. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. The other guys that have left this system, so they've also let Max King go. Now, as much as Max King wasn't a superstar, he was a real workhorse. He was a big body that the Melbourne Storm occasionally used through the middle. They also let go of my boy that's gone to the New Zealand Warriors, Aaron Penne. That's the one that worries me more. Now, I said the other day, I think this will be one that Craig Bellamy will regret in hindsight. Mate, I tell you, if Nelson Osofa Solomona leaves... He is going to regret this automatically, the Aaron Penne one. If he knew that there was a chance Nelson would not be playing rugby league in the Melbourne Storm in 2023, 
I do not think, in 2022, sorry, I do not think there is a hope in hell that Craig Bellamy lets this Aaron Panay go. They are very like-for-like players. They're, they're good mates. They play a similar role. I just can't see him leaving this system if Craig Bellamy knew what he was about to be be dropped in with Nelson leaving. Now, it's, it's not confirmed yet, so it's not gospel. But where there's smoke, there tends to be fire, and it sort of makes sense for him to go overseas and make big money elsewhere in the NRL when he cannot play at the moment because he is not taking his vaccine. We know that over there in Japanese rugby, I believe you don't even need it. They're just they're just going all out with it. So it does make sense. Now, when I have a look at the Melbourne Storm lineup heading into next year, I look at there's one, two, three, four. There's four key guys that I know are going to be middle forwards for the Melbourne Storm that I know are premier guys for the Melbourne Storm. There was five before. Christian Walsh, Jesse Bromwich, they will start in the front row. They will set the standard very early. You know what you're going to get there. They'll play the first 25 minutes. They'll play the last 25 minutes. You're safe as houses. It's that half an hour sort of gap in the middle where you used to get big... Nelson Asafa-Solomona on the field, partnered with Tui Kamakamika. Now, of course, in that period as well, you would see Brandon Smith shift into the middle, and that would really help when Christian Welsh went off the field with Jesse Bromwich because you move Brandon Smith from 9 to 13. You'd bring on these other two big boppers. For a lot of the season, those two big guys, Kamakamika and Nass, they weren't available. So Brandon Smith, he really did cover up a lot. Not not issues, I shouldn't say that, but he helped a lot through the centre third in the middle half an hour of the game when your two starting front rowers went off the field. Now you've got the cheese playing in Jersey 13 from the first minute. It remains to be seen how many minutes he will play realistically. I think he will go longer in his first stint than what the two front rowers will, but he's still going to be tired in the back end and you're still going to want to keep Brandon Smith fresh. So you've sort of lost a Brandon Smith for the middle 30 minutes because he's going to need a spell at some point. I can't see him playing you know, 80 minutes a game. I don't think there's any hope in hell of that. I can't see him playing more than 60 minutes, which means at some point you're going to have to take him off the field, which means you bring on Tui Kamakamika, and he's the last guy on the bench. So you have Christian Welsh, Bromwich, Cheese at 13, Kamakamika on the bench. Those are the established guys at the Melbourne Storm that we know play through the centre third and can dominate. Outside of that, You've got three or four other middles that are going to be fighting out for a spot or two. You've got Tepai Maroa. He has recently come back from the New South Wales Waratahs, where you've only seen him play one or two games from Melbourne, I think, off the top of my head. Looked good. Always looked good at Parramatta. Never quite kicked on to have the potential he could. I always sort of thought Tepai was more of an edge player than a middle, to be honest with you. But it's been a long time since he's been in the NRL. He's been over in, in, in Union and whatnot. So I don't think they'll have a choice but to play him as a middle because... They simply need to find guys. They've also got Josh King, who they've got for the Newcastle Knights. Now, from what I've seen of Josh King so far, he doesn't look like a superstar to me. But what do I know? What does history tell me about Craig Bellamy getting front rowers that look like good first graders and nothing more? He turns them into origin players. I look at Josh King, and he reminds me of a lot of guys that have come through the Melbourne Storm system who Bellamy has got a hold of, and he's turned them into really good front rowers. I'm talking guys you know, like Aiden Tolman. He was a classic example. Arrived there, didn't really look spectacular, but turned into a star there. Jesse Bromwich, he was very similar. Tandy, there's been an absolute heap of guys in this Melbourne Storm system that have walked in there and then all of a sudden they've just turned into stars and it's blown you away. 
Josh King is a name to me that looks like he could be that fella. And the beauty of this is whoever fills this last spot out of Tepo Murrow, Josh King, and one more guy I'm going to talk about, Jordan Grant, who I actually haven't seen him play rugby league, to be perfectly honest. I haven't really seen much, if any, of him. So I really can't comment on him. But because I haven't heard much about him, it sort of tells me that he's not going to be your Nelson Asafa Solomona stepping into that role. So for me, I think they're looking at Tepo Moroa and Josh King, one of those two, to fill that second middle player on their on their bench. Tepo, he's got the runs on the board with Parramatta. Josh King, I mean, the other thing about the Melbourne Storm is they don't recruit guys willy-nilly, yeah? They don't... They don't get guys that other teams don't want. They establish who they want, why they want them, and they go and get them. So Josh King, I've got a feeling he's going to be a good footballer. I've got a feeling Craig Bellamy is going to do something special with this guy like he does with every other front rower that walks into this system. So Josh King or Tepo Moroa, I think they will be the other bench spot. So when you have a look at this starting side, you will go Christian Welsh, Jesse Bromwich up front, Harry Grant at nine. Your edges pick themselves, Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich. You will have Brandon Smith at 13. I think 14, they will carry a utility. That might be a Nick Meany. That might be a Nick Arima. That might be a Tyron Wishart. I'm not quite sure who's going to wear that jersey. Obviously, Nico Hines has left. So there is an opportunity there for someone else to jump in. I look at this side and I think Nick Meany, he might get it based on his name. But I've got to tell you, I think Tyron Wishart or Nick Arima, if they hit the ground running, they could be real X-Factors, especially Nick Arima. We've seen Harry Grant. He hasn't played 80 minutes a heap over the last few years. It could be really interesting if you do bring Nick Arima into the side. But Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think Harry Grant is going to be an 80-minute player long-term, and I think he needs to be in order for the Melbourne Storm to be successful. Tyron Wishart is another one to watch out for. Obviously, the son of Rod Wishart. We've been talking about him for a while. A Gerringong local. Uh, it's come through the Dragon system. Can sort of play every. He can play a bit of hooker. He can play a bit of six. You could throw him out in the centres or on the wing if you needed to. He can play in the halves as well. So, for me, he's probably the most suited guy to be in jersey 14. Just depends how they want to use that jersey. I think jersey 15 will be Tua Kamakamika. He will have that lockdown. 16, you would have to assume that will be one of Maroa, King or Grant. Jersey 17, that's probably your edge back rower. They've got a couple of options there. A couple of really good options too. Tommy Eisenhuth, I think he would be the favorite to take that spot. I think he will get it. Then you've got Lewis and uh, Leore. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it or not, but he looks solid when he played. Josh Lewis looked good when he played as well. So they have got options there, but my worry is that if Welsh or Jesse Bromwich go down, all of a sudden Kamakamika comes into the starting front row and then you've got no punch. And this is what I really worry about. If anything happens to, especially Cheese or Kamakamika, I think Melbourne could find themselves in a bit of trouble very quickly because they don't have a guy to step into that role. This is assuming if Nelson Asafa-Solomona isn't uh, playing for the Melbourne Storm in 2022. If he does go to Union 
all of a sudden, I think it's going to be interesting. Now, we saw what happened in the Melbourne Storm when they lost two of their front rowers in that prelim against the Penrith Panthers. Yes, I meant that they, they were playing down two players. I understand that. But they really did lose a lot of punch without real momentum, guys. And for me, I look at this side, Christian Welsh, Jesse Bromwich, they are momentum, guys. There's no doubt about it. But I don't put them in the same category as Cheese, Nelson, and Tui Kamakamika. They're not those destructive sort of front front rowers. Christian Welsh, he's not far off it, to be fair. But I, I would still, I would rather take a Welsh than Cheese, Kamakamika, Nelson. And when I look at Welsh, I look at Jesse Bromwich. They're two very similar body types. Having those big bodies like Nelson coming off the field when they're tired and whatnot makes a huge difference. So if there is an injury to one of these middle forwards, all of a sudden it becomes really interesting. Now in saying that, if we get to the end of this season and Tepai Maroa and uh, and King from the Newcastle Knights are absolute weapons, is anyone going to be surprised? I'm not. But if Nelson isn't there, it is a loss. Now, as I mentioned before, the numbers that Nelson puts up is incredible. Last four seasons, he's last five seasons, he's played 17, 20, 27, 24, 26 games. Pretty damn impressive to play 140 games. I think in his first two years, he played about 13 games. So he's played about 120 games in five years, which is pretty damn impressive. He's missed a grand total of 16 games of football over the last five years. For a front rower that plays the way he does at the size he plays at is simply incredible. So the other thing about this is it's going to be that you're losing a guy that understands the game plan inside out. You're losing a guy who understands what the Melbourne Storm is about. All of a sudden, you've got Christian Welsh, you got Jesse Bromwich. They go off the field. Now your main guy on the bench is Tui Kamakamika, who has just sort of come into this grade. He's played two or three years now. I, I don't think he understands the game as much as what Big Nelson did. He knew it inside out. He knew his role week in, week out, minute in, minute out. And he played his role perfectly through the middle 30 minutes. And he had high-end ability, an offload. He was dangerous as all hell close to the line, especially when Cameron Smith was playing with him, which Harry Grant will be able to emulate. I have no doubt about that. The way that Nelson draws defenders in, even when they don't use him, he's almost more dangerous when he doesn't have the ball, you know, right on the trial line because you have to suck defenders into him. It's not a one-on-one tackle. It's a three-on-one tackle to, just to be able to hold him up and to be able to wrap up the ball because if he does get an offload, all of a sudden the Melbourne Storm, they're playing second phase footy, and it's something that the Melbourne Storm have been doing for a long time with Nelson. He is a guy that is given a license to offload, no matter what tackle it is, close to the line. If he can get it free, they just click into second phase footy straight away. So it's going to be something that they're going to lose that is really, really going to hurt them. Hopefully, Tui Kamakamika can step into that role. I don't think he's as good as Nelson right now. He will develop, there's no doubt about it. I'm sure Craig Bellamy will keep working on him. But Nelson is going to be a massive loss for Melbourne. Dale Finucane has walked out. They've lost Aaron Penne. They've lost Max King. If you said to me Aaron Penne is back in the Melbourne Storm system, I've got to tell you, I'm not overly worried because I know the sort of ability he has. Is there a gap between Aaron Penne and Nelson Osama Solomona? Yes, 100% there is. But you get that body shape back. You get that offload back. You get that, that strong ball runner that draws in numbers simply because of his size. You have the biggest and the toughest guy on the field. doesn't matter if you're playing park football, state of origin, A grade. It makes a huge difference having the biggest guy on the field. They are really going to miss Nelson. If all this is true and he is leaving, I think Craig Bellin would be filthy. He'd be filthy that he's let Aaron Penne go. And he would know that there's a little bit of a gap in this squad. When they're all fit, they're firing, they're fine, it's all good. But one or two injuries from his middle forwards, if two of Welsh, Jesse Bromwich, Cheese, or Kamakameka goes down, all of a sudden, 
they are in some serious trouble and they're going to lack a lot of punch and they're going to have to change the way that they play their rugby league. They won't get as much second phase footy. They won't be on the front foot as much. It's going to be a big test for them. As I said, Craig Bellamy, I thought three weeks ago he was going to regret letting Aaron Panay go. Now that he's potentially going to lose Big Nelson, I think it's an absolute disaster that they've lost this guy. As nervous as I am, though, it is Craig Bellamy. He has got a couple of front rowers in Josh King, Tepo Morel, that have showed ability. I haven't seen Jordan Grant play myself. Maybe someone can message me, let, let, let me know their thoughts on him. But you know that he is going to get the very best out of these guys. So I think they will be okay. But it is something to consider that losing Nass is big. You lose a big body, but you lose one of their more consistent players. He is there week in, week out. 2017 to 2020, he missed a grand total of seven games. Cameron Smith, Missed a grand total of nine games. Pretty damn impressive from a guy that I would consider the most durable player I've ever seen, Cameron Smith. Yes, he was getting older. I understand that. But still, he only missed nine games, which is pretty damn impressive. For Nelson to only miss seven as a front rower, it's massive. You know he's going to be there every single week. You know what you're going to get every single week. You know every single week you're going to have the biggest and the strongest guy on the field. All of a sudden, the Melbourne Storm, they've potentially lost that guy. And I think it's going to be a good whack for them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 